and welcome back to Three Princesses in a Muggle World. My name is Jenny, and this time I am, in fact, joined by my two best friends and co-hosts. That's right, the three of us are back together, and say your names, because, yeah. Hey, everyone, it's Amber. And Casey. Yep, Amber's with us, and I'm actually with these two hoodlums again, so it's all three of us all together all at once. We don't sound all that excited. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to laugh about that because, you know, we're we're all tired and it, uh, it, at least I it, am. It's been a day. Uh, we've it all had has. something thrown at us today. So it's, a little, it's fine. We're here. We're smiling, maybe. And we're, we're going to do it. Do and we beat all the negativeness and we're still here. We're still yep. We're going to do it. We're going to do the thing. So yeah. what's the thing? Someone tell us what's the thing. So <laughs> if you tuned in to our last episode where it was just me and Casey, we put together some villains and made them fight. Today we're doing the same thing, but with some of your favorite Disney heroes. And if you haven't the last podcast, what are you doing? Go listen to it. Guys, pretty much this month, you have to start with the first episode. And then continue on. You can't just start halfway through the month. It's just not going to work. Because, I don't think we said it, we're doing March Madness. Woo! March Madness! Are you ready for this? Bum, 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 bum. We'll we'll insert the music in post. (laughs) Actually, no, we'll probably get copywritten. (laughs) Yeah. It don't work. But anyway, we'll kind of recap. So last episode, we had eight villains battling against each other. Four of them moved on to round two. Tune in next week to see what that battle happens. Now, tonight, we have eight various Disney heroes that are going to duke it out. And four will be moving on, while four will be sent home crying like little schoolgirls in kindergarten. <laughs> well, somehow uh, that, that makes me feel threatened, and I, I don't know why. So, moving on. <laughs> I think we got those negative feelings from last round. <laughs> Um, so we are doing things a little differently though. So last time it was just Jenny and me and we had to put our biases aside and try as best we could to be diplomatic, even though we wanted our character to win, obviously. And we had to come to a mutual agreement. This time there's three of us and we will have an impartial judge for us. Obviously only two of us can battle at once. So the one not battling will get final say in how or who is going to win. And my goodness, is that a weight off my shoulders? <laughs> For those who listened to our villain um, episode, you will have realized that there was one that Casey and I just were a little too biased on. And we're going to make Amber choose the winner when we come back to the villains next episode. Round two, she gets to decide because we just couldn't. We tried. Couldn't. <laughs> So for our first match off, we have in this corner. You know him as the great, the great big blue and purple teddy bear, or as he goes by in some other world. Kitty! <laughs> Put your hands together for Sally! Yay! Woo-woo. And he is going up against. <laughs> Mr. Perseus Jackson. Wow, I like a half-hearted woot woot. Jeez. All right. 
So this is, this I was is, still trying to not totally die from laughter. <laughs> okay. Woo, Percy! Woo! Okay. All right. So this is Jenny and mine's characters first. So that means Amber will be our impartial judge. We will give out our three reasons. We'll go one at a time, just like last time. And we'll let Amber decide which reason is top reason and gets the points for a total of three points possible. Uh, and while I am introducing, I just want to go off on a tangent and say we were totally robbed by not having more Logan Lerman as Percy Jackson, since they are remaking the Percy Jackson. And that's all I will say. But I've heard that they are making it with actual teenagers this time. I can ignore that part for Logan Lerman. I can. <laughs> and Rick, Ro- Rick Verdon, however you pronounce his last name, he's going to be more a part of it. So it will actually follow the books. It's, it's super exciting. Bring him in for a cameo. Maybe he can play Poseidon. I there you go. Mm. I'd watch that. He just, so, yeah, okay. Anyway. Sorry. But first, a quick introduction. My character is Mr. Mike P. Sullivan. He is the number one scarer from Monster Sync. Correction, correction. Yeah, is that it's James. Name? Yeah, James. Mike was Sorry. Out- there's no Sorry, way my bad. James P. Sullivan. I'm guys, I want to go to bed, but it's okay. James P. Sullivan. Um from Monsters Inc. where they scare because they care. Or you know, it's laughter thereafter. Um I don't yeah. I don't think they even know it's fine. All right, and Percy Jackson is from Percy Jackson. He's he's a couple of series now. I think there's like three series that Rick has written that contains Percy? I don't know. I, I know I at least two, but maybe. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But he is he has his own series. It's like five books long. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. So that's where he's from. It is a book series, and it is also now owned by Disney. Yay. <laughs> okay, let's, let's okay, battle. Okay, so let's, I'm let's, ready. Just be, let's just be honest right now. I saw who Sully was up against, and I wanted to just raise the white flag. This is a Gaston situation already. <laughs> it's a Gaston. I love Sully. I really do. But I feel like he's just a little too nice. And we also don't get to see a lot of his skills. And so I know Casey, and she's going to be pulling out, like, all the guns with Percy. And um, I'm playing the win here. <laughs> And so we're going to start with the fact that Sully is very strong and very fit. We see that in the very beginning of Monsters, Inc., where, you know, Mike wakes him up and they go through this whole workout regimen. And so he is very strong and very fit. Did you say fit or thick? Fit, F-I-T. Okay. I heard I like, thick. I heard thick and I was like, I mean, you're not wrong, but that's an interesting, <laughs> you just got to throw that in. All right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, Anyway, all right. So my first, I will kind of go in the same vein. So Percy Jackson, for those unfamiliar with the story, they get sent to a camp, and I'm not gonna say specifically what because that's my other reason. I'll get into it. Um, They get sent to a camp where they basically get trained to fight. They do sword battles. They do hand-to-hand combat. So Percy is also very strong. But he's also very skilled in weaponry and hand-to-hand combat. And I think that gives him the edge over Sully. Okay, roll a roll moment here. 
I've never read the series. Okay. And I think the movie, like, once. Mm-hmm. And only the first one. I don't even think I've seen the second one. That's okay. They really messed up the second one. But Logan Lerman. According to my sister, they really messed up the first one, too. But, they um, did. That's true. So that's my wrong moment there. And I honestly actually remember a totally different movie than what it was like. Because I, I, like I said, it was years upon years ago. And I always thought that if I remembered right, Percy wasn't very strong. Apparently I was wrong. So, um, I, I, I'm trying to be impartial I, here. Yeah, impartial just based on those two reasons. So compare skilled weapons and strength with I, I I still think I'd have to actually give Sully this point because those hands, they could do some damage. But a sword? Uh, he hands could break a sword? a sword? He could break the sword? I mean, we don't know sword? for sure, but the sword might not actually have any effect on him. We don't know for sure, so we can't use that. I'm throwing it out. Well, you know what? So I said he has a sword. It's Riptide. Let me see what Riptide has powers. We're not talking about Riptide's powers. But it's how he used the sword. Fine. So he's very good in weapons, swords, and fighting. Especially when there's water around. I mean, if you want to give me that reason, go for it. Okay. I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, in the first book, because <laughs> I was recently... Why are you helping me? Why are you helping me? Casey, listen to me. In the first book, when he is first learning how to fight, he sucks except for when there's water around i don't know if that continues on throughout the books because i haven't re-listened to those recently but i did re-listen to the first one and he sucks unless there's like water around but i'm not talking (laughs) about when he first gets to camp am i i don't know are you no why am i gonna choose that (laughs) i'm choosing the master swordsman in in combat skills all right so sully's getting that point yes okay okay Do you want to take your second reason? Okay. He is a demigod. And not just any demigod. He's one of the big three demigod children. So he's the son of Poseidon, which means he controls water and hurricanes. And he can breathe underwater. And he has control over things in the water, like the different sea life. So he has control of all that. That's his domain. And And for those who don't know what the big three is. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about the big three. So the big three are the three main gods, uh, Greek gods. So it's Hades, which we talked very much about last time, uh, Zeus, and... Poseidon. Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> this my mind and I just said it. Okay, so the big three are Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon. They are considered the top strongest gods. And they're not supposed to have children because they're so strong. So that's background information. So Percy is the son of Poseidon, and he is stronger than other demigods. And like I said, he controls anything water. And that's my, my second reason. He has complete control over water domain and demigod powers, which I think he would use against Sully. So, you know, we may as well just give him the point because my next one is uh, <laughs> Sully is scary. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Percy gets I mean, that he one. is the head scarer, you know, and Percy, for the first part of the series, is just a small little teenager, so he could be scared. But then again, he also goes against, like, big creatures, so. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with the water or anything, so, Amber, you're going to have to tell us what you Yeah, Percy got that one. 
Okay, reason three. Would you like to go or do you want me to end this by being a jerk? No, see, we're going to end this misery by me saying simply that (laughs) Sully is big. (laughs) Okay, that's it. You big? So, okay, I know that we can't use other reasons, but do you guys have any other reasons for Sully? Up against Percy? No, not really. I might could come up with ones that, you know, where he could beat other characters on the list. But I can't think of anything Percy. Sorry. That's fine. I just, when I was making my list earlier today, I was like, I really like Sully, but suddenly he doesn't seem like he would be great in a fight, so. (laughs) It's fair. I mean, he's not. That's that's not his thing. You know, the heroes in that movie aren't fighting, so, yeah. All right, we ready to bring it home? Yep, Mm -hmm. tell us more about Percy Jackson. All right, Mama came to win. Uh, Percy Jackson has the Achilles curse, which means he is invincible. He cannot be harmed. He cannot be killed. He's invincible. What did you call it? The Achilles curse. That's what's called. Oh, yeah, that's true. That that happens. That happens. He he went into the river sticks and... Unless you get, like, is it his big toe? You can't kill him. No, he said, he specifically said he wouldn't do something stupid like his big toe or his armpit. Right. What was it? Like, the small of his back? I can't remember. I feel like I shouldn't tell the enemy. Well, it's not <laughs> like yes. Sully being big is gonna help. Yeah, no, it's the small of his back. Which, honestly, is probably not the greatest place. I think the big toe would probably be better than the small of your back. But, yeah. Other than a very small, I think it's, like, super small. Like maybe the size of a coin. I can't remember for sure. It's been a while. But other than that one little spot, he's indestructible. You you can't hurt him. You can't kill him. You can't nothing. Yeah, Percy Jackson wins. <laughs> Sound a little happier about that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that means Percy is moving on to round two, and he's going to be battling. You can go ahead and pronounce his name, Amber. I I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest. Mace Windu. Mace Windu from. Star Wars? Yeah. Alright, so that's gonna be round two. So t- let's let's go on to our next our next couple of heroes and I get to judge this one. Okay. In my corner we have Tarzan. Whoops. <laughs> and in this corner we have the Scarlet Witch herself. Miss Wanda Maximus. I should really be an announcer, guys. I, I've got a son of a All right, so real quick, tell us where your respective characters are from, just in case anyone's unfamiliar with them. So Tarzan is from the movie Tarzan. He is... Shut the front door. <laughs> he was adopted as a baby by some gorillas and lives in the woods or forest or whatever you want to call it with the gorillas. And Wanda is um, one of the Avengers. She is from Russia? Um, I know it's some other I want to say Czechoslovakia but I don't think that's right. It is one Anyways, of the Anyways, she's over there. <laughs> um, and she has powers. Yeah, I don't want to go further into it than that. She does have her own TV show, WandaVision. It is my favorite Marvel TV show that they've come out with. Um, yeah, that's what it is, Sokovia. Sokovia, that's right. So yeah, that's that's Miss Wanda. She's also a redhead, like yours truly. Sometimes she's a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a redhead too. All right, present 
to your first reasonings, I am ready to judge both of you and your reasons. You've been judging me since the day you met me. <laughs> Tarzan was raised by wild animals. Would you like that to elaborate anymore? Is that it? <laughs> How does that help him? Come on, convince me. How does that help him? You want to win Because gorillas are vicious. Can... Have okay. you seen gorillas? Yes, they but are remember, vicious. remember, remember, I can only judge you based on what you tell me. I know absolutely nothing of Tarzan except for what you tell me. So you need to be very specific. He was raised by gorillas who are very, very vicious. And okay. And very territorial. There. All right. <laughs> and Wanda has telekinesis powers so she can move things with her mind. Move a rock, hit a gorilla on the head. All I'm saying. Okay. So we've got move things and then giant gorilla rage. <laughs> But see, Wanda wouldn't let the gorillas get that close to her because she has telekinesis powers. But she she could move the gorillas with her mind and or Tarzan. I'm kind of torn here. Keep talking. Keep trying to convince me with reason one. Anything else to add upon it? I really want to say she's also a telepath, but that does have nope, nothing nope, to do only, with being telekinesis. So telekinesis. But yeah, she's like, she can move, you know... First of all, she can move Tarzan far away so that he, like, stays away from her. And then she can, like, move stuff into his path so he can't get to her. And then she can move something to bang him in the head and she wins. And he refutes, Amber? He's really fast. <laughs> that has nothing to do with her first point. I'm just... Yeah, I think unless you've got some other thing that the animalistic rage he's learned, I think I gotta give it to telekinesis. He's, he's learned... How to move fast in a fight. Like, if you think about it, they they know how to defend each other because of their rage as well as their animalistic nature. She's getting very passionate about this. <laughs> I, I still think I gotta give it to telekinesis because, I mean, yeah, as fast as he may be coming, as angry, it's just a little swipe backwards to stop all that. I don't think there's enough animalistic rage to get through telekinesis. I think I gotta give it to telekinesis for for this first reason. I would like to say, with her telekinesis, um, Wanda almost beat Thanos by herself. You already, Jenny, you already won. (laughs) You'll keep convincing me. I'm very passionate about Wanda Maximoff, okay, guys? All right, what's your second reason? You wanna go first, Amber, or do you want me to? It's your turn to go first. I went first last time. Okay, so kind of going along with the telepathy. Pathicness. She has the power of manipulation. Is that it? Okay. You you want it? Fan? <laughs> so she okay. can like manipulate like people to like work with her and stuff like that, and she can like change the way that you think and stuff like that because she can manipulate. Um, I don't. <laughs> so I don't feel like this would be manipulation but i do think that tarzan is very he's very curious and very intuitive and so i almost feel like you know he could potentially overcome the attempt of manipulation because he'd be like wait a second this doesn't feel right i i'm gonna think this through and try to figure out why it doesn't feel right or because he's very curious, he's easily manipulated. Hmm. So we've got essentially mind control 
and a strong mind that's maybe resistant to mind control. Yeah. I gotta go for Wanda again. Because reason why is I'm thinking, how is that going to you know really help in this fight? You know, maybe being able to resist it isn't going to win a fight. It's going to prolong it, but it's not going to win it. Whereas if you can mind control someone, that's going to win the fight, hands down. So I think Wanda gets the second point. Okay, fine. She wins. No, you yeah, still so have give to give us your third reason. Yeah, so give us a third reason. Maybe you'll still get a point and you won't, you know, fully lose. Give us a third reason anyway. Um, I don't know. I had one, but I I can't remember it. <laughs> this is what happens okay. when I don't write stuff down. Wow. Um, Odd one out. You're not. Yeah, everyone else wrote things down. I guess who's the odd duck now? Shut up. <laughs> um, let's see. Animal strength, curiosity, innovative, and that uh, he like in the in his movie he came up with like his own way of using the stuff around him to you know create weapons and defend himself. Because he didn't have, like, the sharp teeth and stuff that, you know, gorillas have. And so he had to be smart and innovative and uh, and come up with his own weapons. And so, you know, he, as he continues to fight with Wanda, he probably tried to come up with a weapon that he would, would defeat Wanda. What that weapon would be, I don't know. But he'd at least try to come up with a weapon to defeat her. Okay, sound, sound reason. Okay, so coming a little bit from WandaVision, she can create her own world where everybody does what she wants. Uh, that kind of sounds like what you just said. That, that's mind control. But the world is hers, so she can create a world. So she's not only in charge of the people, but she's in charge of the things in the world. And how does that help her defeat Tarzan? Uh, the things that he's using to make weapons out of, she can manipulate those too and change them. So we've got innovative weapons versus innovative weapons. Basically what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm going to give Tarzan this one. Yay! Only because you weren't super convinced, Jenny. You weren't super convincing with, with that. It just sounded like mind control again. But yeah, that, I guess I didn't that... put too much thought into that one. <laughs> You're like, I already won. What's it matter? <laughs> All right. Regardless, Wanda is moving on to round two, and she's going to be battling fellow Avengers Thor. So tune in next week to see how that goes. That's going to be an interesting fight. I'm looking for I mean, I think you've kind of seen them already fight each other at least a little bit, so it'll be interesting. Did they? Well, like, when Wanda and her brother were against the Avengers. Ow. I guess, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I have to go rewatch that. I don't know if they actually, like, one-on-one, like, sparred. But they will next week, so tune in. Awesome. Now it's my turn to judge you people. In my corner, we have uh, Prince Ali Ababua, a.k.a. <laughs> Aladdin. Prince Abubu. <laughs> and Prince Abubu is going to be going up against King of Halloween, Jack Skellington. I think I'm already winning because he's a king. But anyway, would you like to go first? Can I say, if they were just like fighting hand to hand, Jack is a skeleton, a, skele- a skeleton, and Aladdin's a human flesh person. Oh. But I'm just saying. Hold your tongue. Just wait. Because 
I know that, and I'm using that to my advantage. Okay, Amber, tell me what you got. He's a street rat. He grew up on the freaking streets. He had to survive, and that on the streets, he had to be smart and just, like, he can leap buildings. Yeah, he would... He escaped the guards of Agrabah. He could, you know, move his way around Jack any day and be able to, you know, maybe sneak attack him too. So we've got Street Rat. I don't buy that. Okay. Um, Tell me what we got for Jack. All right. Well, Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't think I said that. Nightmare Before Christmas. He is, as Jenny so pointed out, a skeleton. Which means he's already dead. He can't die. He's he's immortal. And losing a body part isn't going to affect him. And they just reattach. We see this guy take off his head and recite Shakespearean quotations. Doesn't faze him. Nothing. So your street rat can come and do whatever he wants to my man Jack. And he's just going to put himself back together again and be just fine. So I Mind guess the you. real question is... So I guess the real question is, what are we calling the end of the fight here? Like, in my personal opinion, it would be the end of the fight if Jack was in pieces before he put himself back together. Ah, But that's not fair, because he can still fight. I think what is the end of the fight is when the character can no longer fight. In defense of, you know, Aladdin, just because Jack is a skeleton, I don't think he can't not die if that makes sense because he can't so so yeah shout out to the 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 disney wiki page uh this is verbatim uh lose body has no injury and is immortal so yes but if that's the case how come when he's shot from the sky in the movie yes he survives but in halloween town they're going around saying the pumpkin king is dead just saying. Just saying. People but believed he could die. So there must be a way to kill him. Just because people believe it doesn't mean it's true. Besides, Halloween Town, mean? they would, they of all people would know if Jack was immortal or not. They would not. Have you guys, people? guys, <laughs> let me judge you. Yeah, let, 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 <laughs> stop attacking me. Let Jenny decide. The, the random street rat with no education or the undead king of Halloween that's immortal and cannot be saved by any injury. First of all, she didn't say anything about education. No, that was just I don't see job. how Shakespeare's sonnets are going to save Jack. I was quoting the movie. I know. And because <laughs> I'm dead, I can take off my head. You know, I don't believe I said anything about you last round when you were quoting your character. I just... What is your character for you? Who wins? Stop distracting us. Who wins? I'm trying to decide how a street rat, and just like the knowledge that he is a street rat, and the fact that Jack Skellington has is immortal, has anything to do with each other. We haven't really talked about fighting. So I said, I said that he's immortal and he can't be hurt. So if he gets any body part knocked off by the street rat, he'll just put it back on together and be fine and continue the fight. But, but did Amber say anything about the street rat actually fighting? And that's the point. Is oh, so, so he can't fight Jack, then. no. <laughs> Aladdin, because of his street smarts, can get away from Jack. So Jack can't even hurt him. 
Okay, so he's running away from the fight. Gotcha. What I'm trying to say here, Casey, is right now they're not even fighting. So there are no body parts that need to be put put back together because they're not even fighting. All we really have is two points of knowledge, two facts. We have that Aladdin is a street rat and we have that Jack is immortal. Does that mean they're just, they're just sitting in their two separate corners in this boxing well, ring? No. And Aladdin's like, you know, I'm a street rat. And Amber said like, he runs That's away. So I'm mortal. Amber says he runs away, so it sounds like he kind of concedes the... Dodging the attack. I don't know, kind of sounds like running There's away. Different- Guys, I think this round is a tie. Move on to your second points. All right, Amber, go for it. He has a flying carpet. He can... In the world. And so... Again, he can dodge attack from Jack Skellington because he can fly away on his magic carpet or, even better, he could take Jack's head and fly off with it. How's Jack going to put himself back together? Bam! I'm, I'm sorry, but the thought of Jack Skellington's head on carpet is just hilarious, guys. So I feel like that's probably the worst part for you to take because he can just hop his head around and bite you. That's also true. <laughs> How about you tell us your okay. point, though? All right. Okay, my second point is he is flame resistant. We see that he doesn't get burned. And that means he can grab hold of Aladdin Set themselves on fire. He's going to be fine. Aladdin is bye-bye. But Aladdin's on his carpet. Carpet's going to catch fire. With Jack's head. And? (laughs) I mean, okay. I do have to give this point to Casey only because she mentioned fire, which, and he can't burn up, but carpet and Aladdin can. Fine. (laughs) But that's the only reason. Because once again, in my head, I don't really see them fighting yet. I see... Aladdin off with Jack's head and Jack's body trying to like something on fire. How is that not fighting? He took his head. And he gonna bite you and catch you on fire. How is that? But like, how is that not fighting? He took his head. And Jack set him on fire. I think that's a fight. Yeah, that's okay. It's true. Okay, guys. Listen what's going on in my head right now. Okay. So Jack's head Yes, it's not a part of the body, and that is Amber's biggest point, is it's not a part of the body anymore, so how can Jack put himself together? But I think that we have seen... Hey, 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 I'm talking! I think we have seen the fact that Case... That Casey... That Casey's body... That Jack's body... (laughs) Can still function without its head. Therefore, while Aladdin is trying to grab Jack's head, the body is setting the carpet and therefore Aladdin and Jack's head on fire. But Jack's head is a bone, and can bones turn to ash? I don't think so. Yes, but not Jack. It specifically says in his wiki he can withstand, I think it was like over a thousand degrees of heat. So like really intense heat. So therefore, Jack wins that round. I hadn't, I had a thought, but then I realized, wait, no, can't do that. So moving on to your guys' third Who's turn is reasons. Oh, remember. I think it's your turn to start. Darn it. Okay. Um, I'm going to admit, this is bottom of the barrel here. Uh, I was struggling to really come up with reasons, as we could clearly tell. Uh, so he is king of Halloween. He's king of the scares. And 
he himself is very scary. Um, now, I'm not 100% sure if this is canon. It's not, I, it's not anywhere mentioned on the wiki page, but people are theorizing this, and I'm going to run with it because it's terrifying to me. Um, people theorize based on just how things are placed in the movie that Jack Skellington is well over 11 feet tall, and <laughs> Aladdin is like 5'8". That's, that's what Google tells me. So he is this giant, scary skeleton that we have seen is the master of changing himself and dressing up to be scary. Like, his whole purpose in life up until the movie is to scare you. So I think all he has to do is scare the crap out of Aladdin, and he will fly off with carpet between his legs, terrified, looking for mommy. So what you're saying is, you're pulling out my Sully being scary. <laughs> Except Jack's actually scary. Hey, Sully is too. He was the number one scarer on the um, scare I'm floor. Sorry. I'm sorry, how long did it take you to watch that movie because you were scared of Jack? I rest I don't my don't like skeletons. Skeletons. I rest my case. Moving on. <laughs> Amber. So. Amber killed the skeleton. I don't think that Aladdin would scare as easily as you think he would because he's faced Jafar, who, yes, is not tall, but he is fairly scary. He he can he turned himself into a snake. He he cursed like Aladdin made him like go to the ends of the earth. And I, like I just I don't feel like he's as well as, again, I go back to my number one, my first reason, he was a street rat. He he saw some pretty scary stuff as a street rat. I don't think he would scare that easily. I think I think he would probably laugh at Jack and kick his head off I and mean, just laugh. He might have seen some stuff on the streets, but I highly doubt he's ever seen an 11-foot-tall flaming skeleton coming at him before. What is with you in... Flames. Because he sets himself on fire as part of his scare. Like, that's what he does. You also realize we're talking about the end to the mouth of a giant sand tiger. 11 foot skeleton charging for you. Giant tiger that you have to go in his mouth and he tells you you may never come out. Okay, okay. As much as I love listening to you guys argue about crazy things like this. I have to put a stop to it. First of all, we do not know if it's canon that Jack is 11 feet. It doesn't say it on the wiki. Therefore, we cannot use that against Aladdin. I'm sorry. You do have that he is insanely scary, so I'll give you that. However, Jafar and the fact that Jafar turned into a snake and can control people is a whole lot scarier than a skeleton. I want to keep calling him a skeleton, and that's not what the word is. So I have to give that point to Amber, which means we have to go back to number one, your guys' first reasons, because right now we're at a draw. So your first reasons was street rat and invulnerable. Immortality. Same thing. Which I do have to give to Jack, just because... (laughs) Just because Aladdin can die. Not that this is a battle to the death, 
But if Jack were somehow to cut Aladdin, he would be out of the running. And you can't catch Jack because he is a bunch of bones. So I do have to give it to Jack. It is really hard for me because I like Aladdin better than Jack. But but we leave our biases at the door. Thank you for crowning the proper All right, so then Jack is moving on with Beasts for round two. And we have two more contenders left, but unfortunately, Amber had to leave us a little early. So we will return to those characters um, in a little while. So tune in to see who comes out on top between Republicans. It's a very interesting battle. And just for a little recap to remember who is moving on from this round, Percy did beat Sully, Wanda beat Tarzan, and Jack beat Aladdin. Rightfully so. So, right. so those are our, our heroes that are moving on. So tune in next time to see how they do in round two. And please let us know what you think. What we did right, what we did wrong. What villains do you think are going to be fighting against what heroes? Were our reasonings really all that bad? Leave a comment below and let us know. I'm rhyming tonight. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and we hope you guys have a great week. Um, yeah, remember, we're all mad here. <laughs> all right. See you next week for the next part of March Madness, guys. See ya. Bye.